What's going on, everyone? It's the commissioner here, representing the Summit State of Mind podcast. Once again, if you listen to part one, this right here is going to be part two of our live summit show at Urban South Brewery. So much fun. If you listen to part one, it was basically just getting our main guests on, as well as uh, getting Reezy and Ike as well. It was just so much fun. And, and this episode alone, this entire part, part two is going to be basically a love letter just to the fans. We got a good amount of Rockets fans up here. I'm going to try to get everyone's names off the top of my head. We got Ed and Cosmo, along with J-Dub and DJ and Kush as well. So much fun just getting to chat with all of them. And then, of course, the cherry on this awesome Sunday of a show. We got Jackson Gatlin and Salman Ali. That's right. Two very special guests with two very important Rockets podcasts. Jackson Gatlin, uh, the owner of Clutch City Control Room. He comes on, talks about Rockets as well. Salman Ali, the host of Red Nation Hoops and our partner, actually, which we're going to work towards. And I'm actually going to talk about that right now. Um, this Thursday, there's going to be just huge things happening obviously the NBA draft this is the best chance and best opportunity to check out all the content regarding our Houston Rockets plug one make sure to check us out we will be working directly with Saman Ali and Red Nation Hoops to bring you a live stream show in conjunction with Apollo Houston you can check us out on YouTube and Twitch it's going to be a ton of great content starting at 7 p.m. that's right live streaming so you want to you won't only just get to hear us you'll get to see our faces live reactions so you know whether it's Paolo Bancaro, Jabari Smith or Chet Holmgren you're going to find out live our reactions and you're going to see it as it happens. It's going to be incredible. So much fun. So please join us there. And if you're on Twitter Spaces, if you prefer Twitter Spaces, go check out Clutch City Control Room's amazing Twitter Spaces that they're going to host out. Jackson's going to be on there along with Roosh Williams and plenty of other awesome guests there as well. It's going to be so much fun. We're so excited. What a great time in terms of just getting all of this content out for you, the fans, for getting this out to Houston Rockets fans. It's going to be an incredible night in Houston Rockets history. Who's going to join Jalen Green at this team and who's going to basically help him and propel this team into the future? These are basically going to be some cornerstones uh, moving forward. So we're really excited for that. So once again, plug number one, we're going to be working with Salman Ali and Red Nation Hoops in conjunction with Apollo Houston. And we're going to be doing a live stream. Uh, you can check out our flyers on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you get it. We're going to be on YouTube and we're going to be streaming through Twitch as well. Be sure to check it out starting at 7 p.m. We can't wait to see all of you. Plug number two, check out Clutch City Control Room's amazing Twitter spaces that they're, they're going to put out. It's going to be awesome content. Great stuff. We cannot wait to get all of this content out to you. Very excited. That's enough of me talking. Let's go ahead and kick it off right here with part two of the Summit Live show from myself and the GM. We appreciate all of you. Enjoy. Okay, okay. I'm starting, I'm starting. Okay, ready? Guys, come on, we gotta be professionals. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Summit State of Mind, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. If you look to my right, I am joined by a very special guest to my far right, next to Don. Introduce yourself one time for the people. I know who you are. You're my boy. We hoop together. Definitely. And one of the nicest guys I know, but hey. tell the people who you are and where they can find you. All right, I'm J-Dub. Uh, if you're on Twitter and do a lot of spaces, I'm under a lot, uh, at the mind of J-Dub. That's J-D-U-B-B. And pretty much, I just, you know, uh, hang with the Rockets family up here. This is what I do. Oh, you already know, bro. This is how we find each other. This is, this is so nice. Like, this is the, 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 the real upside to uh, Rockets Twitter when you can just meet all these cool people and, like, just vibe out with them. I don't know, man. J-Dub's one of those guys, man. But J-Dub, you're, you're kind I, of... I like, will say that J-Dub, oh, is, J-Dub is late push for Rookie of the Year in Rockets Twitter. I'm going to say push. he's probably going to get it. Rookie, who was Rookie <laughs> of the Year last year? We can't give it to Will. I don't want to give I it to Will. I said probably Paulo was Rookie of the Year I'm last year. I'm not going to give it to – yeah. Not, that man exploded. Paulo. From Prodigy to Paulo Al's yeah. NBA, dude. I'll, I'll that's, give, that's what we call it, Evolve. I'll give J-Dub that if, if me and the GM can be the sixth man of the year. <laughs> I'll give you all that. That's good. Okay, that's sweet. Good all right, sweet. Awesome. J-Dub, one time for the people. I'm going to give you a subject. I mean, I'm going to give you three topics, and I want you to tell us what you want to talk about. We can talk draft. 
we can talk uh, the Christian Wood trade or we can talk about this upcoming season. What is your uh, choice? You know what? Let's go ahead and talk about this upcoming season because the other two hey. have been pretty much. I pushed. like this. Yeah, I like this. Go, I like okay. this. Okay. Let's oh, I like the, that. Let's change the game. I like it. Okay. All right, J Dub. I, I just want to say for, oh, for those who don't know, J Dub is a diehard Duke fan. So I'm going to tell you right now, whatever happens after this, it's going to be very colored by you know, he's, <laughs> he's a Duke guy through and through. So. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, I have your Duke shirt, by the way. It's, Appreciate it's, it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Need <laughs> but so let's talk about the Rockets this upcoming season then. So I'll, I'll have a question for that. J-Dub, over to you first. With the third pick incoming, let's say it is Paolo Bancaro, right? Let's say, hypothetically speaking, we move up in this draft, get someone in the 13th or 14th range. So hypothetically speaking, let's say two lottery picks end up coming to Houston. You got Jalen Green. You got Kevin Porter Jr. You got Jay Sean Tate. You got KJ Martin. You got all these pieces. Alperin Shangun starting at center. Does this team vie for a, a playing spot this season, or do you think they should tank one more year and go for that Wemby sweepstakes? So I don't think they vie for a play-in. I do think there's going to be a portion of the season where they look like they might. <laughs> Um, but I don't think they buy for it, and I don't think we need a tank. I think that um, even with these guys and them being so young, they're probably going to be like still one of the first worst five or seven teams anyway. So we'll be in that sweepstakes. We may not have the highest yeah. odds, but really you're only going to get so much good luck, right? So yeah. uh, we're going to be in there anyway, whether you like it or not, but I think mm -hmm. we're going to look more competitive. I think we're going to look way more exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. The offense is going to flow a lot better. I mean, I don't want to dump on Christian Wood, but – the offense will flow a lot better I'll in regards it, to the movement of what <laughs> the personnel of what we have. And, you know, if we do hypothetically grab our boy, Bancaro, the offense will be the boy, even Bancaro. better, you know? So, okay. Friend of the show, you know, he, he cannot be here. Unfortunately, he had some family issues uh, he had to deal with this weekend. But Bias Houston, this is... I call this the Bias Houston special. Uh, if he doesn't have any content, he's going to go straight to this topic. So I've, I've handled this topic a, a million times. I like Wemby a lot. And, you know, I'm someone who is probably lean more tanking than anti-tanking. Um, I would be someone that's willing to sit Eric Gordon on back-to-backs. Mm -hmm. um, Christian Wood no longer here, so I guess you don't have to worry about that. Um, but... You know, playing the young guys is really the crux of how this argument usually goes. Is people want to play the young guys and see how far they're going to take us and stuff like that. I would be willing to do, you know, a little bit beyond that. Like I said, sitting Eric Gordon on, on certain back-to-backs, maybe sitting some other players on back-to-backs just to make sure everyone's, you know, not pushing too hard this year and everything like that. But I, I will say that as much as I love Wimby as a prospect, you know, people have said, well, Mike Schmitz has said that he rates Wemby as the best prospect he's ever graded, which I don't think he graded LeBron, but he's graded pretty much every prospect since LeBron. Um, having someone that's above seven foot two, there's just like an inherent risk of injury. Those players have not had great injury luck, you know, across the board, just because Absolutely. when you're that tall, like human beings aren't designed to be that tall for the most part. Mm -hmm. And you get into different, you know, kinesthetic issues different leverage issues of being that tall and adding muscle mass and things like that but i want to take a step back a little bit and say that it would be great to get wimby it'd be great to tank for wimby but even if we don't get wimby next year next year's draft is full of prospects that are very good it's a very so, strong so, draft so yep, even if absolutely. you don't get that number one pick you know scoot henderson looks very good the thompson twins look really good um you know behind them there's probably you know five to eight more guys that are I'm not going to say better than this draft, but, you know, on par with what you would get in the current draft. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not someone that wants to just, like, let's rest Jalen for 40 games to make sure that yeah. we, we lose out like OKC very deliberately did, um, like Portland very deliberately did. But I think as long as you're slotting in in a very competitive West, right, it's the West – all the teams are trying to win, basically, except for the Rockets and the Thunder. So mm -hmm. it doesn't take a lot to end up bottom two in the West. Just don't go all in, right? Um, I think as long as we aren't doing all in win now moves next year, we're going to end up with a pretty good pick, and we're going to end up with someone that's going to benefit our core of Jalen Green and most likely Paolo Bancaro. 
as a, as a Summit fan, I want to know what y'all boys think. I mean, what do y'all think? What, what do you want them to do, and what do you think the situation is going to be? I think that I, I think they're going to try to win. I think they're going to try. They're not going to win. A lot of games. <laughs> they're going to try. You know, you know, kudos. I you like know, that. Kudos for uh, what is that? What's that award that we used to get in school? Points for trying. What is that? Uh, participation award. Participation award. Uh, my Rockets are going to be kings of the participation award one time. You heard it from me first. But um, I think they're going to try. They'll win more games this year than last year, but they're definitely not going to make a play mm -hmm. in. I yeah. totally agree with what you were saying, J-Dub. They will be five, in that 5-7 range, and that's all you need. You yep. need that puncher's chance of just getting into that top three, and once you're there, you're there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So what about you? I mean, with me, uh, particularly with our talent, I don't think we're going to win. But I do. Be, I agree with you in the sense of where they're going to try. We're going to see a lot of new wrinkles with this team offensively and defensively. They're going to learn it throughout the season. We're going to see us probably go through a big losing streak in the first like 30, 35 games. And we'll probably make a kind of a surge towards the end of the season when we start to kind of gather the information and where we everybody gets really comfortable with this new set of offense that they'll be running. So in regards to that, if we do end up in the, you know, five, seven, nine range, granted, when we got Yao, what did we have? We had like the, the eighth best chances to get absolutely. number one. So as long as we're there, it's okay. And even then the draft is deep enough where like five, six, seven of the dudes would probably be top three in this draft particularly. So I think no matter what happens, we will win whether we, you know, fully tank, which to be honest with you, I don't agree with. I don't want to blatantly tank. This ain't 82-83 they're tanking for Ralph Sampson playing Elvin Hayes at 45, 46 years old. Come the, on, guys. The, the flattened odds also make it less desirable to yeah. just all-out tank, right? Because yeah. if you're yeah. bottom three, you're getting 14.5% no matter what. There you go. Exactly. So one more question before we, uh, we, we close this part. But we all know Jalen Green's going to make the leap. I think this season we're going to see a leap to a degree. I don't know how large the leap is going to be. That's still to be determined. Who outside of Jalen Green becomes most improved? I'll go to you, J-Dub, first. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go for my boy. He has his jersey on. I'm going to go with KPJ. Uh, I think KPJ is going to take a big leap. Um, I like that. Although I think Shangoon is going to be very close in that range, uh -huh. I think that he's going to develop a whole other step as a point guard. He's going to uh, get a move in, and he's going to be the surprise of this team. While we're looking at Green and while we're looking at Shingun and looking at Ben Caro, I think you're going to see him develop as a point guard, as a scorer. Mm -hmm. And now with that uh, single attention, that single coverage, I think he's going to go to the next level. I don't know if he'll win most improved, nah, but I think he not. will be in the top three or four. Yeah, yeah, and, I like that. I like, I like that. that. So not even – I was just going to say most improved for the Rockets, but the fact that you're, you're going to put him up there as top three or four, that's – that's big. Yeah, that's I, bold. I, I, I like that. My, I'm, I'm going I'm to put down my prediction right now that he finishes number three and most improved uh, of the year four. You heard year. it here first. He, he I was, love it. He was a big most improved candidate last year. Those yeah. Oh, that, yeah. You know, put yeah. him up in that list last year. You know, I'm going to have to say I agree with J-Dub. Um, I think this is a very critical year for Kevin Porter Jr. on a lot of fronts. The first front being he's in a contract year right so he has to really come in this year play well yeah um, we've seen since he's gotten with his girlfriend kizri he seems like he's mellowed Kaiser. out he's seen kizri okay sorry. i think it's I a feeling because i was like, like jada made a face it's better i thought it was kisray i wasn't sure i don't know what your name is for sure but i appreciate you for being in existence <laughs> fair enough um, but yeah, since they've been together, it seems like he's mellowed out a little bit. He's focused on basketball a little bit. Yeah. I, I think he is in store for a big, um, in, in store for a big season. Mm -hmm. I will also say, you know, it, it's come out recently that the Rockets, some of the the cultural issues, you know, may be tied to KPJ. Um, I just want to say, you know, there are a lot of players in the league that you know have expressed a lot of positive things about KPJ. His teammates have expressed a lot of positive things about KPJ. Yeah. He's on vacation with Jalen Green. Mm -hmm. You know, Paolo Bencaro has expressed that he wants to play with KPJ. So I think, you know, this is going to be a big year for him in terms of developing on the court. I think this is also going to be a very critical year for him in terms of rehabilitating his image um, from the last year in Cleveland, that first year in Houston where they had the, the incident at uh, the booby trap. Uh, you know, very, very funny name that, that, that it came up with. There, I, I can't but, remember what's um, on my head. <laughs> I, I think KPJ, I think this is the year that he really matures in both 
you know, personality, spiritually, and in terms of his game as well. And so yeah. I'm going to have to agree with J-Dub and say that that's my pick. Good pick, good pick. But I have a feeling I know your pick, but tell the people. Okay, so for me, honestly, I'm going to go based on the reports that we have heard. I'm going to go with the guy that has improved his three-point shot, oh, Jay Sean Tate. Guy. I'm going to go Jay Sean Tate, guys. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I am firmly on the Jay Sean Tate bandwagon. I absolutely <laughs> love him, so I love this pick. Uh-huh. Okay, I, do, I do believe think that, he's gonna do well. I think that his shot has legitimately improved. I'm going to go based on the reports. I'd like to have faith. Year one, purely energy. He did everything he could on the floor. Year two, he was in the process of learning a bit more of what he can and cannot do on the court. So after year two is kind of where I see, okay, this is what I can improve on, and this is what we, this team specifically needs, and don't let me do other things that may not be good for the team per se, correct? So I think that with his improvement on his three-point shot, and in addition to what he does best, defense, and playing alongside a guy like Shingun, Paolo Bincaro, who knows what's going to happen? And he'll be able to focus on what he does best. And I think that it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing. I have a lot of faith in the guy. And I also got a lot of faith in this team. And hopefully Coach Silas turns it up for them. You know what I'm saying? And don't, don't forget it's a contract year for him as well. Touche. You're very correct you're about absolutely. that. That's right. That's right. So, Jay Shante, if he can give us like 36, 37% from three is a I'm good. I'm good at that point. That's money. And then at that point, you have to start thinking, okay, and they start gelling, ooh, and they're over 500. Ooh, boys, there could be a chance. There could be a chance. But I think for me, I'm going to go with – I'm surprised no one said it too. I'm going to go with the guy that that got, is going to replace the guy that just got traded. I'm going to go Alperin Shingun. Alperin Shingun at the center spot. He should start. I think even – honestly, even if Chet comes, uh, shout out to the Chet's cheetahs out there um, – even if he comes, I still think Alp will play the center spot. You could you could squeeze Chet at the four, or you can still flip him regardless. Um, but I think Alperin Shangun just kind of in that motion offense. I think this will be the year you'll finally see Silas open that playbook to its full extent. And I fully believe that ball movement with Alperin Shangun at that spot is going to be next level. I, I'm thinking he could give us five or six. I I think Loki could give us five or six assists a game. Like if, if people make their buckets, I like that. I like people that. can make their now. Will there be a high turnover rate? Absolutely. But <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying he's basically going to be uh, me when we hoop, a lot of assists and a lot of turnovers. Hey, you already <laughs> know. You got four hoopers here too. Well, shout outs to shout outs to y'all one time. Shout outs to you, Jada. Thank you so much for popping on our podcast. You are a future guest. We're going to get you on for sure. I need to give you a proper platform. Give you a whole episode so we can get you on. And then we're going to do that one in I'm, person. I'm telling you, J-Dub, Rookie of the Year. This guy's a rising star in the Rocket Square community, bro. He's going to be big time. Absolutely. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> Absolutely. J-Dub, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on, much. man. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. All right, guys. We got two more guests that we're bringing on to the summit with me and Dex over here. Um, we got two wonderful dudes. To my far right is my boy Cosmo. You see him rocking that retro Jalen Green jersey. <laughs> and to his left, we got our boy Ed. All right, guys, um, let's start with Ed. Please give the people your Twitter at and just you know, tell them a little bit about yourself. Oh, it's simple. Uh, in the fast lane, Ed, very simple. Can't miss it. Can't <laughs> mistake it. It's exactly how you spell it, in the fast lane, Ed. <laughs> Uh, if you catch me on there, I talk about a lot of things. Making fun of Drake. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> talking Shout about out to my Drake. Rockets. Very passionate Honestly, about my Rockets. You may catch me talking a little WWE every now and then. But yeah, we have a little fun. There you go. And Cosmo, what about you, brother? All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cosmo Kage. That's K O S M O K A G E. Um, I'll talk about anything from like anime, just regular day to day things, but mostly about my Rockets. You know, residential KPJ stand. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I like that. I like that. There you go. Okay, guys, let's 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 make this a collaborative effort between the both of you guys. All right, we have a lot of subjects that we can talk about for our, our short time together. But do what you want to talk about. You want to talk about the draft? We're going to talk about the wood trade, or do you want to talk about your feelings going into the upcoming season? I definitely want to talk about my feelings going into next season. Oh, let's go. Let's hear it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, bro. Okay, let's let's go like this. Let's go right on the question that we went with uh, with Don and Jadub. Are you on more so pro tanking, like literally just tanking, like 
Portland OKC style? Or, you know, or do you think you want to go and try and push for a possible play-in spot? First off, teams that go pro-tanking, that's talking about just remove assets, you don't deserve success. <laughs> Talk to him. Okay? I don't know. I like, uh, I like the way this man thinks. I like the way this man about, thinks. It's all about giving these young guys an opportunity to grow, all right? There you go. Put them in position. So I'm not saying you get all these veterans and push to win. Let those young guys actually learn how to lead. And, and, and carry their team on the shoulders, unlike the New Orleans Peasants. <laughs> oh! We have to ride on the CJ McCollum. Wow, there we go, there we go. Lifting. That's a bar. That was real, man. That was real. I, I'm just being honest. Hey, I'm man, just, that's, just that is real, facts. you know. And they're, they're, they're trying to re-sign Zion. We'll see how that goes. Who knows, man? I mean, hey. I, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo, what you think, brother? Oh, uh, me personally, I feel like you just, you let the young guys decide. Like, Whatever their skills and however they gel together, whatever they produce, yeah. when, they, when they're working together, you put them in the correct positions. You give them their proper minutes, give them their proper reps. If they need to go to the G League, let them. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like I want to rush our team at all. I feel, I feel that. Like I feel when, that. When it's time to win, I feel like it should be a sustained thing. I don't want to be banking off a superstar rental. You know, when teams yeah, pick up somebody that. for a year that. and they get like really far, maybe conference finals. And yeah. If you win the finals. Then you have to like wrestle to try to like resign him yeah. and like keep the team together. I don't I don't like trying to make a puzzle piece of a team. I'd rather like you're, oh, you're God, trying to you're trying to build a culture. Basically yeah. what you're saying is like you want to build something as sustainable in the exactly, sense. Exactly. We just watched a team like Boston organically grow. They they had some auxiliary pieces that they've added. Yeah, they, all their top go. picks they got from another team. There they you go. I mean, even, the Warriors, even the Warriors. Even yeah, the Warriors. Exactly. Built the draft. Warriors were grown from within. They're stars as well. You know, like, think about it like that. Like, I believe that the super team era is kind of dead. Yeah. It, organically sure, grown sure. super teams are certainly a thing with the Warriors. I wouldn't consider the Celtics possibly a super team in the sense. I mean, Jalen Brown and Tatum are studs. Tatum did not have the best of finals, but I believe that the man can redeem himself. It's early, it's early. But I do believe that it's a model that the Rockets can definitely build on. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, you, you want those guys, like I said earlier, uh -huh. to show you. And, and it'll be very apparent when yeah. it's time. Like, yeah. we, we saw Tatum. It seemed like he's kind of ready, to, but, you know, he— Absolutely. He got a, he got a little he got a little uh, lumps to take there, but he he's definitely shown I, us I now think, yes. with Boston in terms that hey I'm an all star yep. and I'm ready to take that leap. Absolutely. So that's the goal for us as Rockets fans. We want to make sure when the time is right that our young core has that opportunity and they show us. There you go. So let's not ride on the backs of um, veterans that are too good. There you if go. That makes sense. I also I also like the uh, the Grizzlies. The way the way oh, they yes, painted yes, out, yes, yes, yeah. I, like, that if, team if is I built. was healthy, oh my god, like that would have been a nice series versus uh, the yeah, without I, I, a I, problem. I want to build that way. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to just go. jumble a team together and then just pray because I feel like we've there been doing go. that that last that last run. Uh -huh. That's all we were doing. We were just storing free agents, praying and hoping they stick together and get us far enough. Absolutely, chemistry is underrated. Mean, I, I get what you're saying. For me, I'm like, hey, if the Rockets. If they come out here and they're at like, you know, twenty five and twenty five, that's a stretch. But like, if they're at twenty five and twenty five, honestly, hey, I'd be happy with that. It, you know, it just shows improvement. That's true improvement. But I'm and saying, that's okay. like, if we like twenty five and twenty five, I don't, I don't know how many games we're playing by the trade deadline. But like, hey, if we can go pick up, you know, some small piece that's gonna help us, like maybe push the over five hundred end of the year. Well, well see, right, I cool. wouldn't do don't that. Do not, that. not this year. Not this season coming. A small up. piece. Yeah, I, yeah. Small I piece. still wouldn't do it. Not with the small piece. I would just ride it on out. Yeah. And let it happen organically because at the same <laughs> listen hey. at the same Organ time organic learning for somebody. Yeah. Oh my God, please no. Just let it happen naturally. <laughs> Let's put it that way. We're gonna let it happen naturally hey. because because at the end of the day, if if they are a five hundred club, <laughs> I'm trying to keep my composure. But I mean, if if they if they handle their business naturally, yeah. that pick is going to be ours outright naturally. Yeah. And I don't want us to sabotage that opportunity. So you still want the opportunity to have to yeah. add more uh, young pieces. Absolutely. But you also don't want to sacrifice that and cut your ceiling, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel you. But at some point, like, we have so many young pieces already. It's like you just can't keep just adding more and more and more young pieces. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I get that. I get you that. You got to eventually 
you got to start winning some games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I'll say this. The timeline itself, this was the first true year of a rebuild. Last year was a year that was we were kind of had to push on the fly. And like the year of Harden, that was that was unfortunate. But I wouldn't count that against a guy like Silas, who was he came here to coach a team that he believed was going to be completely different. So last year was truly the first year where he, we'd see a real rebuild. Yeah, and it so was, the, you know, like COVID protocols and getting dudes out the D you know, so we had enough players to play and all absolutely. this other stuff. Well, like, I, like, I honestly don't even consider last year a full fair oh, nah, rebuild. Yes, it was. No, no, yes, no. no. I respect the opinion. I respect Hold the opinion. In all fairness, yeah. half of the team were veterans and Stone still trying to figure out his weight. Let's just be honest. With the moves that we just seen recently happen, it's now been set in stone and clear for us that we are on a full-blown youth movement. So now Touché. we're in our official oh, rebuild. I respect that. I respect that. You know, like certain stuff is out of his control. But go on, Cosmo. What you think? I mean, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. Like, <laughs> I, I can read that. Like they, everybody, nobody a gets rebuild, a, but like I still hold it against Silas. Like, yeah, like nobody that. gets an extremely clean slate. Like yeah, he yeah. had he had his rookie core. Silas yeah. didn't pick the players. He didn't well, pick what, the players. What, the but, uh, <laughs> but the job of a coach is to know your personnel. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. put them in positions. Mix max pieces. Mix max pieces. How does that work? You should have been able to put that's it together. Like, that's his job. I, 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 agree, I agree with Cosmo in that regard that it is Silas's job to piece it together. I mean, Starting granted, he did 15, have an understanding bro. of his roster to an extent, correct? Right. Um, but, you know, obviously there are issues that go above him, like playing Eric Gordon, correct? He, he probably wanted to play Jalen Green a bit more in the sense. But Eric Gordon had to be featured in the offense to an extent of where yeah. they could trade him, showcasing, correct? But... You know, in that regard, it's all good. At the or, end of the day, or I'm to happy. help you out, everyone's favorite rocket, Daniel Tice. Oh, we yeah. had to give him minutes. Rock is we hey, had bro. just signed him last offseason. We had to show Daniel everybody Tice. how great he was as a center. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love to hear it. But guys, talk about him. I truly want to appreciate you guys coming on to talk. Yo, Ed, Cosmo, give everyone your Twitter at one more time. And let's everyone that listens to the summit and watches us on this episode, please show the guys some love. Once again, as, as I said before, on Twitter, in the fast lane, Ed, exactly how you hear it. It's spelled the exact same way. Check you guys out there. All right. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Cosmo Kage. It's K-O-S-M-O-K-A-G. Love it. Love it. Thank you guys for coming on again. For we sure. really appreciate you guys. And thank you for showing up for today. Like it was, it was just me. a pleasure to have you guys on. Oh, no, that's an honor that you even invited us here. So, oh, man. Hey, oh, we're man. just having fun. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you again. Appreciate you guys. They're, they're, all, they're all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Have you thought about grabbing a meal on the go? Needing a meal in smoothie form. How about grabbing an acai bowl from Rush Bowls? They have plenty of options for those that are looking for a great, healthy meal. There's a bowl that I usually get from there. It's called the Yoga Bowl. It's blended with mango, pineapple, banana, matcha, froyo, and your choice of dairy or non-dairy milk. I usually get oat milk, but that's just my personal preference. It's topped with granola, chia seeds, bananas, and honey. I even like to include their in-house peanut butter. It is delightful. Trust me, guys. They even have deals all throughout the week, Dog on Mondays, where you get a free Bow Wow Bowl for your dog with any purchase of a bowl. Or Wellness Wednesdays gets you $2 off any wellness bowls or smoothies. So if you're craving a nice, healthy, and light meal, us at the Summit highly suggest visiting Rush Bowls and grabbing yourself a delicious acai bowl. It is the best acai bowl in Houston. So be sure to follow them on Instagram at Rush Bowls Houston. Let me repeat, at Rush Bowls Houston and visit them at their location, 6001 Washington Avenue, number Suite 200. Houston, Texas. Make sure to mention that the Summit State of Mind sent you because if you do, you will be receiving 33% off your bowl. So let me repeat that. Mention the Summit State of Mind and you will receive 33% off your bowl. So all right, everybody. 
go on, get out there, and feed that healthy body of yours. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. How did I get here? Oh my goodness. I just transported. All right. Well, obviously, uh, my, my brother decides to be lazy and take a break. You got me now, your co-host, uh, Summit Kamish. I'm joined once again by Don Knock over there. I'm joined with this wonderful foam finger for 50 years rockets, by the way. Uh, I'm joined by my wonderful WWE Championship belt. Shout out to WWE one time. They didn't gift me this belt. I just got it. And shout outs to my two boys that just entered the summit. Kush for the second time. But I got a new guest on this pod right now. Introduce introduce yourself one time to the people. Let them know your name and what your Twitter at is. What's up? It's your mama's favorite Rockets fan. You know, it's DJ, a.k.a. at Hustle Town Season. Follow me on Twitter. You know, they call me Jalen Brown, too, but I don't believe it. That's not my fault, Jason Tatum. Why you dropped 13? But we can talk about that later. I was going to ask you, Jalen. I was like, yo, Jalen, man. I'm telling you, bro. You're you're my boy and everything, but, man, that Jalen Brown comparison (laughs) is real, dude. In the best best reason possible. It's, it's been the best thing, man. Yeah, Every yeah. time I go out in public, I'm like, oh my God, are that you dude, Jalen Brown? And that, hey, he's a hooper. So if you can be compared to anybody, it's better than you can be compared to like someone like, oh, I don't want to say it. I'm just not going to say it. That's fine. It's too easy. <laughs> Kush, one time. I know who you are. We all know who you are, but introduce yourself to the people one time. Give them your name and give them their at where they can find you. My Twitter is at Christopher Paul, K-S-H-T-O-P-H-E-R-P-A-U-L. Nice, nice, solid stuff. All right, viewers' choice right here. I'm going to let y'all decide what you want to talk about. We could talk about the draft. We could talk about this wonderful Christian Wood trade that just happened, or we could talk about this upcoming season. DJ wants to talk about the Christian Wood trade, guaranteed. Uh, yeah, you want to yeah, talk about the yeah, Christian Wood trade? Let's talk about that, man. Let's yeah. talk about you that. Want to, you good with that? Let's do draft and Christian Wood. Okay, okay. I like that. Okay, Christian Okay, Christian Wood trade first and foremost. Lil, this trade happened. Overall, after the fact that this deal went down, the fact that the deal went down um, literally a week, eight days before the draft, a little, a, little, a little early, didn't expect it to happen when it happened. How did you feel after it happened? I'm not going to lie. I'm not surprised he's gone right now. I thought he was going to be gone by the trade deadline. But for him to be gone right now, that's amazing. We got, you know, it always everything up. Jalen, we see how Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. was balling those, those last six games without him. Yeah, man, this this is about to be immaculate. These these this next season wow. about to be amazing, man. Have, has anyone dropped an immaculate reference yet? Is this the first time? If this the first time, then give me my props. We I, haven't I, seen I, it. I like to leave that for Zeke, but you know, <laughs> if, if someone else wants to get on it, then I, you know, I more it power though. to him. Shout out to Zeke though. Shout out to Yo, Zeke. Absolutely. Shout out to Zeke, man. Right what, what was his at? The it's just Zeke with a yeah. Z. Yeah, follow Zeke. It's just Zeke. He's a, he needs some more followers, bro. He's at like 1,800 or something. Like, bro, I have like that. 500. You I need, need more followers, too. I need that, more I followers. Tell you, I'll tell you, you that all the time. You got to get some followers, man. You got to get doing? more followers. I, I y'all, weave, try I, it, y'all try I, to keep it too low, Keith. Sometimes you got to turn up. I weave in the shadows, baby. Kush, after... Kush. Kush, after this trade with this Christian Wood trade... How did you feel after it happened and after it went down? Were you happy that it went down? We talked about this, but I wanted you to tell the people. Yeah, so so I feel like I feel like um he was gonna be either gone this the trade deadline or next year. Or we weren't gonna re-sign him, so at least we got something for him. We got a first round pick for him, which to me is a W. That's a W. Uh, I, I like the fact that this deal happened the way it happened. I'm happy that we got a first round pick for him. I'm happy that we were able to get it done. What about you, Don? I already got know you got your feeling on it before, but reiterate it for the people. So my first thing when the Christian Wood trade happened, I was yeah. Looking, where were you? I was I was already looking at my phone. I was at the house. I was already looking at my phone, and I saw the alert pop up. It was Shams, and I said, "Someone needs to check on Will right now because this man is going to be down bad. We don't know what he's capable of. We don't know yeah. what he's going to do. You know, we don't make sure he's in a good mental space." So. I went to the group chat immediately, and I saw Paolo tweet space, 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 like 10 times. And I was like, all right, let's jump in the space right now. We get on there, and immediately it's people slandering Will for the first hour and a half. Record oh, time. Yeah. I think when I saw it, like I I, re- I said this earlier, we were watching we were watching Lightyear, so about, about a half hour out after it happened, 800 people were in that space. I hadn't yeah. seen that type of number since like... Yeah. 
I want to apologize. The since the 16 game losing streak, man. Like, oh my goodness. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I want to apologize to Eli from our group chat because I, I aired him out in the space. Uh, I was wrong for that. I should not have done that. But he also needs to. He needs to act right because Eli does some suspect stuff a lot of With time. the foam finger pointing. Yeah. So All right. <laughs> a shout out to Eli. Uh, I'm sorry I had to air you out in the, in the space, but you also need to act right, bro. You're, you're, you're a grown man now. <laughs> Behave yourself. Finger, with the finger pointing. All right. So let's let's do a draft. I'm going to give you all another draft question as well. I'm going to give it to you over to you, Kush, first. Now, we've heard overall, but tell the summit folk, people that haven't been on the summit yet. Are we? Are you on Bancaro's boat? Are you on the Jabari Jungle? Are you with Chet's Cheetahs? Are you in the Ivy League? Like, where, where, where are you at? Are you in the uh, D Dyson's Dice Rolls? Where are you? I'm on Ben Carroll's yacht. Oh, Let's go. Uh, you, already Jeez, know. Okay. you already know about me. Ben Carroll's yacht. Ben Carroll propaganda pusher. So Don's obviously a Jabari yeah, fan, so don't even start. Uh, hold, hold on now. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's not be hasty here. Don, stop capping, man. DJ, you know you want Jabari. DJ what about you, baby? I know what you are, but tell the people. Man, I'm with two options. I want Jabari or Ben Carroll, man. I feel okay. like they both can thrive well here, man. If we get Ben Carroll, it's a dub. It's automatic. It's automatic dub. But I, as things going, 95%. It's going 95% Ben Carroll, man. Um... I don't, I don't think Chet or Jabari has worked out for us, but, you know, Ben Carroll, it's, it's becoming pretty clear, it, man. It's, it's, it's becoming pretty clear. It's like the worst kept secret in Rockets history. It's oh, obvious yeah. Oh, yeah. who we want. It's obvious who we need to get. So I love it. I love, DJ said he's Jabari and, and Ben Carroll. It's like, yo, I can roll in the jungle, but I could pop in on a yacht. Oh, yeah. I can I, on a yacht. Oh, yeah, for sure. For is that, sure, is for that sure. how the vibes are? Is that the vibes? Oh, yeah. Of course, man. You already know. <laughs> See, you get me. He gets me, ladies and gentlemen. He gets me, man. Absolutely. Do you have any preference at 17? I like that. It's a good question. Preference at 17. Tari Eason's been bombing the workouts, but I have a theory. I feel like there's part of that might be on purpose. I like that. You said you had the Timbo hat on last week. Now you're putting it back on I'm putting with Tari Eason speculation. This is how I roll. This is how I operate. But I like Tari Eason. I, I, I like I like you? I like Sohan a lot. I, do I too. don't think he's gonna be there. That's why. I like Jalen Williams. I think he will be there. I I can get on board with Eason. I was pretty high on him until the stuff about the draft workouts started happening. But you know, last draft I was pushing for but before we had four picks because we, we traded for another one, right? I was like, give me Jalen, you know, give me a defensive guy and then just give me some sort of like upside wing. And so I did not get my upside wing last draft, so I still want that same thing. So, you know, Eason, Jalen Williams, anyone that's like 6'5 to 6'8, has a good wingspan and you know, has some versatile tools, I'm on board with every single one of those players. Absolutely. Kush, what about you? If the pick number 17 falls into our hands and we don't trade up, is there anybody that you like, anybody that you know of that you like, kind of like in that spot? So... So I actually listened to y'all's last podcast about uh -huh. trading up, right? Yeah, yeah, about the trade up. So 20, trade 26, 17 to possibly trade up into the second or first pick. Oh, no, we wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that. Like, it wouldn't be that pick. It would be like, it, we, we have to, you have to put the third pick attached to it as well, and maybe even a future first. Yeah, so, so I was actually going to bring, like, the NFL draft into it, right? Okay. So in the NFL draft, my whole philosophy is if you want a guy, then you got to – you got to go and get somebody, right? Mm -hmm. So first option is if you want to go go up and get Paulo, if you think somebody's going to go up, go up and get him in the first and second pick, then you get him. But if not, then I would want Tari Eason. Okay. Oh, I like that. See, see, he understands the agenda. That's my boy. See, Kush. I, I, will, th I will throw out one more name. I, I think Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy was someone that was, he Hardy. was ranked in the top three coming into this year. He had a bad start to the season uh, with the G League Ignite, and he really came on to end the year. And I think he's being mocked way too low. I think he's going to be drafted way too low. The Rockets really don't necessarily need a player like that. He's a little bit redundant with with uh, Josh Christopher. But at the same time, he's, he's a guy that has absolutely top five talent. So if he slips to 17 or 26, I think the Rockets should absolutely take a look at him at either one of those two picks. Good, good choice. Good choice. I like that. I like that. What about you, DJ? Who is the 17th pick falls? And we keep that pick. Who so, do you think we get? So if we keep that pick, give me um, give me Sochan or um, Marjan Botel. 
Oh yeah, Marjan. I, I like Bochamp too. I think it's a good, it's a good. Prospect. I like Bochamp. Just, I mean, I, 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 he's, I like his highlights, but like, I like Bochamp for the name. His song is ridiculous. I just want to shout out Nima, our, our friend Nima. Yes, he was on Bochamp since the first Ignite game of the season. He, he actually worked, uh, he worked for the Ignite auditing the stats and stuff like that. So that's right. He's, he's been right there on Bochamp. He's been right there on Dyson Daniels. So if you see something from Nima, there's been a little. He had a little bit of pushback on his Dyson Daniels Wait, this wh- week. I'm telling you right now. If there's someone that knows about G League Ignite prospect, it is Nima. Wait, did, what, didn't question. Nima put Dyson Daniels at three? He put him at three. Are you out your mind, man? What are you? What? What? Hey, hey, come on, man. I, I know, I know He's been that killing Nima, his workouts. Nima is I'll give that to that him. take off of yeah. watching every single game of Dyson Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Because so he has to put some respect on it. You know, people may not agree, but I know he has at least done the film study. He's at least done the research on why he feels that way. So I, I love have to, it. I have to respect it. I love it. I love it. Yo, Kush, DJ boys, I appreciate y'all meeting us at the summit, coming here on this pod, coming here to this party for our live show. I appreciate y'all. Give shout outs one time to Kush and DJ, our boys. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for thank coming you, on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, boys. Welcome back, everybody. We are back here at the summit. If you look to my right, we have two friends over here on the far right side. and. This is your oh, left, yeah, left. Dude. stage. No, I'm kidding. It's my right. <laughs> already... Stage left. Stage left. It's 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 not it's not Jackson unless he fights me. Literally two seconds into the pod, remember we were talking about the last time I had you on. We were absolutely, like, absolutely. Every time. I gotta stay. I gotta stay on brand, man. Come on. I, got, I love it. I love it. This pod. This pod just got just a, just a smidge uh, bigger because these two friends to my right. Is that, is that a uh, weight reference? Huh? Is that a weight reference? You call me a... fat? <laughs> no. He's calling, he's calling both of us fat. No. Yeah, it's a t- hey, dude, I, I think I, I, like that's, what that's a lie. I'm the heaviest guy on this couch. Okay, come on. It now. just got a little bit bigger. I, I feel I, I can read the context. <laughs> I, even if even if I even if I mentioned that way, it just got a little way, bit I, bigger. Title of your sex tape. <laughs> I just said a smidge. <laughs> you guys are terrible. I would, and here I was trying to give y'all love. You know, I don't even worry about their podcast. Don't even follow them. Don't even worry because I was trying to give them love and they weren't even given so <laughs> all jokes aside let's start over with you everyone should know who y'all two are but i want to give y'all a chance to get introduce yourselves just to the people everyone knows jackson because he's coming our pod way way more times than ever than he a man uh, he's like what third or fourth appearance now at this point yeah, my fifth appearance. i think it's my fifth appearance oh wow actually. big, big yeah. time number five shout, shout out to courtney lee <laughs> I can't explain these things, man. It just happens. Yeah, but you crashed one of my appearances, so that doesn't count. Okay, so these let these guys fight. I'm going to pass it over to you one time. Salman, welcome to the summit. We are so happy to have you. Give the people your at. Let them know where they can find you. Yeah, I mean, first, I just want to say, if you do know who I am, you're a sad person, okay? So <laughs> it's at Salman Ali NBA. I cover the Rockets. Uh, this is a Rockets podcast, so maybe you do. Um it, listen, I, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. This is a pretty cool setup you guys have going on. You guys have microphones, cameras. You got an audio guy? I don't have an audio guy. I have just me and my computer. Like, <laughs> this is very strange. This is, this is much more professional than, than I, I ever anticipated. <laughs> I appreciate that, dude. I, I just, uh, you know, just appreciate you getting on. And, and this is the first time we actually met in person, so I think that's really cool. And we're going to give a few plugs, actually, at the end of our segment. But we're going to get to that in a minute. But... All right, you in the red shirt. Give him your hat. Wow, he just doesn't even give my name. He's just like, just point. He just points at me and he's like, "Hey, you, go next." You like, know I love you. you know I love you. Um, yeah. So, if, I mean, if you're not following me, I'm at JT Gatlin on Twitter. I also cover the Houston Rockets um, on like 17 million podcasts. So I do Locked on Rockets five days a week. I do State of the Rockets with none other than Roosh Williams himself. I'm also the founder of ClutchCityControlRoom.com, and I do Locked on NBA Mondays. That's the other one. Wow. That's what we call a resume. Wait, were were right we there. supposed to plug our stuff? You we, want, we were. Yeah. So oh, no, you it, missed your window. You're done. It's too no, late. It's no, nobody knows. Where, yeah. <laughs> no, go, go check out Red Nation Hoops. It's one of the yes, best Rockets you. podcasts out there. And go subscribe to the Red Nation Hoops newsletter. Salman Ali does an incredible job breaking Thank down you. everything that's going on with the Houston Rockets. The moment he dropped that newsletter, I subscribed instantaneously. He is one of the best minds covering the Houston Rockets. Oh. This is some real love. This is I like told, this is organic. I try to believe that we're the Oprah. No, no, no. no. The, or, the word organic is banned within the Rockets fandom. Oh, Don't sh- you use that word. Shush, shush, shush. This okay. is you can use the word natural. You can say free range. Uh, my apologies. My apologies. My apologies. Free range. Free yeah, range love. Go. Free range love. We're not gluten free, free, non-GMO, like whatever you want to say, but not organic. We don't <laughs> use that word. <laughs> We're not even going to get to rocket stock. Like USDA grass-fed relationship point. right here. Okay, hey, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I want the right protein 
and this is what I consider. Hey, you told me right you were gonna bring the, you're gonna tell me you're gonna bring up Osam and uh, the uh, the yogurt reference. I did. We spoke about that prior to coming in. Yeah, every, yeah. Every, uh, a few Greek of the episodes yogurt. I listened to with Salman, he talks about his love for Greek yogurt, and I've had to give it a try. And I will tell him which one. Which Greek one? Greek yogurt it's, it's is very, plentiful. <laughs> this is very important to me. Which one? Which one? To did be you honest get? with you, I don't even remember the brand. So, full oh, disclosure here, no, I no, used to, I used to work at Whole Foods. Okay. And I would eat all the different yogurts. Right. Sorry, guys. We're going to deviate from Rockets talk here. It's going but left. Who cares about the Rockets? <laughs> go ahead. Touche. Touche. Yeah, yeah. Draft's a week away. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Meet us but at the Yogurt Summit. There you go. There you go. Right. But yes, you know, I've had quite a few stuff. I don't remember some of the brands, um, but there was a brand that I would eat regularly. I don't remember if it was Greek, but there was a brand that I would get from. Um, Is it Oikos? Oikos? Yes. One of, that's one Dan of them. Dan and Oikos, I think. It might Dan, be the, those yeah. are your, those are your top brands. No, well, here's the thing. I'm an H E B brand guy. So, dude, I like H E B yogurt, guys. Yeah, H E B brand vanilla. H E B brand vanilla Greek yogurt. A man after my own heart. I'm a vanilla it's my guy. Favorite. I mean, it's legit. I'll eat that thing. It's a very small like can. It'll take me 15 minutes to finish <laughs> because I, I'm just I'm just like savoring it. It's it's, it's the best. <laughs> And I'll, 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 like, watch basketball, and I'll have my Greek yogurt. It's the best. This guy's watching film and eating Greek yogurt. I've never heard such a thing. There's no other way to do film studies. There you go. There you go. Are we done? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny's ready to talk some hoop. You know, I just want, you know, I I got some great basketball minds here, but, you know, I can appreciate a good yogurt talk. You know, at this point in the the episode, I'm sure everyone's like, man, we've got enough rocket stock. I think it's nice to get some yogurt, some Oprah Winfrey love. Like that, that this, this is also what the summit represents. So I appreciate that. Just there you go. go. I, I don't get the Oprah reference, but but because y'all hugged, huh? Y'all hugged. Oh, we hugged. It was a great moment. For sure, for sure. It was a great moments. We created moments, but we didn't give out a car to everybody in the audience, so we didn't quite meet the expectation. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll find something later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Y'all are the special guests here today. One of three topics we could talk about. Let's talk. I, we could talk about NBA draft, which I mean, I don't think anyone's covered enough of the draft, right? Obviously, that's not spoken ad nauseum yeah, no, whatsoever. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. If anything, there needs to be more draft talk. NBA draft. We could talk about the Christian Wood trade, which just happened recently, which I'm sure no one's talked about enough, anyways, or the upcoming Rockets season. Uh, yeah, we could talk. Actually, let's start with Christian Wood. Okay, because it is interesting. Uh, I haven't I haven't done a podcast on this, so I guess I can do it here. Yes, let's go. So, how did you guys feel about the return there on that trade? Just the return, not not the fact that they traded Christian Wood, but the return on that trade. I'm not mad about it. Really, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it doesn't bother me in the sense of the fact that we have found out that not many teams valued him that high, and I do believe that for Stone in regards to this deal. I'm not going to say completely that he struck while the iron was hot, but he probably found a deal that he can be okay with and sleep at night. You know what I mean? Like As opposed to taking a deal where he was just kind of like, ah, man, where he doubts himself. As a GM, that's the last thing you want to do. So for him, I, I believe that he probably made the deal that was right for the team and right for us moving forward, and I'm going to live with that, you know? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, well, I mean... In a vacuum, I think the deal was a little bit disappointing, right? Like you look at it in it a vacuum, be, right? And you say, "All right, Christian Wood," and effectively, all you're getting back is a late first-round draft pick. That, in and of itself, mm-hmm. is rather disappointing when viewed in just that frame. But there's so much more that comes from this trade by dealing Christian Wood than just the asset that comes back by way of well, the, the first-round I mean, draft. That, pick. That's why I asked for the vacuum question, yes. right? Like, yeah. I I agree. They, this is a move they had to do. And I've been saying this for two years. People got really mad at me for when I first suggested that they should trade Christian Wood. <laughs> but some of those people might actually remember. be here. But I mean, <laughs> no, but here, here's the thing. It, he just does not make sense with what, what they're trying to do right now. I mean, he's 26 years old. Most of the core is 21 or younger, right? Even Kevin Porter Jr. is 21. Yep. And everybody on the team is locked into controlled contracts that have the option to be restricted for agents and they'll be they'll be pretty easy to attain for long-term deals christian wood's about to be an unrestricted free agent yeah right and he plays a position of arguably their second most in talent right i think i think Jalen green is probably the the most talented young player on the team right i think we can all agree on that alper and shingun is ridiculous 
And I can't find a position that he fits, he plays better at than center. I mean, I, I, get, I get the idea of him at power forward, right? And perhaps if they have to take a Chet Holmgren in the draft, which I guess we can talk about later, maybe he can try and squeeze that in. But in my opinion, he's best used at center, right? As, a, as the kind of pseudo hub of an offense, right? And when you have Christian Wood there playing power forward, the defense is going to be awful, right? I mean, we've seen it. The numbers aren't good. The, the Christian Wood and Alperin Shangun lineups suck. They're dog shit, right? So, I mean, they just are. I mean, you no, look, no, at, you look I, at the numbers. Wait, and, are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. Right. I mean, they were always in the red, right? And I know the organization tried to push really, really hard yes. to try and see more of that lineup. I thought a lot of it was disingenuous. I think after a certain point, they recognized that that lineup was not going to work. Mm-hmm. So I understand his, his placement on the team doesn't, didn't make sense anymore. But you do have to look at the return and the timing, right? Like, had they traded Christian Wood six months ago, 12 months ago, they would have capitalized on the peak of his value because he would have two or three playoff appearances for that new team which could potentially mean one or two good first-round picks. Whereas what they got back now is like a first-round pick that's not that appetizing. I mean, this draft kind of falls off a cliff after 20. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might be able to get someone if if the draft doesn't go according to how we think it's going to be. You might be able to get somebody. But more likely, this is going to be a player that doesn't play that first season. Right? So the yeah. asset to asset, asset ratio just doesn't make sense. More likely, the player they're going to take is going to be worse than Christian Wood. So yeah. I, it's hard to it's hard to argue on an asset basis that this was a good deal. And I know that a lot of people in the Rockets fan community had grown sick of Christian Wood, right? And they were ready to get rid of him. Absolutely. That doesn't mean we should praise automatically go to praise the asset that they got back, mm. right? Yeah, I think that's fair. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's absolutely fair, and it's it, it's interesting that you say that because people got, it got to the point where people were so over him that it was just kind of like, oh, let's we'll take any you know, like not take anything, but like people, it was this weird flux in the in the community where it was like we wanted to trade Wood, but then at the same time they wanted a really good deal, like they wanted to try to get a really good deal for Wood, and I didn't think it's interesting that you say that in regards to like a vacuum because as of right now, it's not it's not the best deal. Like, it's not honestly the best deal to be had. This is a deal you would have expected for Eric Gordon. Yes. Right? Like, this exactly. is not the deal you expect for Christian Wood. Yeah. No. I, th- I think it's tough when you look at what his supposed market value was. You mentioned the fact that trading him six months ago would have probably been the most ideal. I honestly think that the way the market had kind of dried up for a guy like Christian Wood at the trade deadline, the Rockets weren't able to find a deal that they found, like, agreeable at the trade deadline for Eric Gordon or for Christian Wood, but I think his peak value was actually at last year's NBA draft. And I made the mistake even all the way back then of saying, no, the Rockets shouldn't trade Christian Wood this early. He's one year into his deal. He showed a lot of promise at the end of this season. Like, and the full-scale rebuild hadn't quite begun yet, right? They hadn't selected Jalen Green yet. They hadn't. They didn't know what they had as far as what their future actually entailed from all the draft at, or all the draft picks they made in this past year's NBA draft with Jalen Green, Shingun. We hadn't seen all that kind of coalesce, and so I think for the Rockets, they their optimal period to trade Christian Wood was last year's draft, and there just wasn't anything on the market around the trade deadline of this past season in terms of what they got in this deal because you look at the deal, right? Yes, it's just a 26 pick. Yes, it's a late first round draft pick. They also didn't bring back any long-term money. And that's another important part of this deal to remember is they got all expiring contracts where they're not going to be tied up long-term on the books, right? They don't have a situation like the Miami Heat trying to deal a Duncan Robinson because he's, you know, dead money for the next however many years he's got left on his contract. But would you have taken on dead money if the asset you got back was better? Right, if you got if you got offered yeah, yeah, a lottery yeah. pick, it depends. It depends. If well, you got like, offered a lottery pick in this draft, yeah, I'm taking on dead money. I don't care. I'm. Ta- I, I, I respect like, that. I respect that. Well, you wanted. You were cool with the Duncan Robinson deal. Yeah, because I mean, right. you know, you were good with he, it. He, I think he would suit well with right. who we have personnel wise. But you know, of course, the backside of that is a matter of he wouldn't see on the court with Miami in the playoffs. But also on the other side of the coin, the Rockets won't be in the playoffs for at least another year or two. 
And see, I'm on, I'm on the flip side of that. I wouldn't take on the dead money. Now, again, I think there's a maybe a cutoff, right? Like, like if you're like, talking like the 12th pick in the lottery, then I'm maybe like, yeah, no, I don't want any dead money. I don't want to be locked into a long-term. Depends two, on who's available at 12, deal. right? That is true, right? And so yeah. if a guy drops, then maybe you're at 12 and you're like, oh, we're really happy we picked up the 12th pick. Yeah. But I don't necessarily know if any of those options were on the table back when the Rockets were trying to deal Christian Wood at the trade deadline in the first place, or at least entertaining offers for him. So I'll, I'll say this. Oh, microphone cable. Yeah, so I'll say this. They, the Rockets at the trade deadline did a ton of posturing about not wanting a 2022 draft pick. We already have two first-round picks. Why do we want to go get a third first-round pick? It makes no sense. We have a roster of X amount of players. Mm-hmm. Make Taking on an extra young player doesn't do us any good. It's not going to help us. And what did they end up doing? So I'm the idea that this deal wasn't available at the trade deadline, I think that's that's disingenuous. I think they could have done this at the deadline, or probably a better 2022 first-round pick, honestly, because that team would have taken on an extra playoff appearance with Christian Wood. So they would have been more tempted to give up a good first-round pick, not a good, a better first-round pick than 26. I mean, we're talking 26. Like, there's 25 other picks they could have gotten. Mm-hmm. Think about that. There are 25... There's only four teams. To be fair, OKC owned like what, 13 of those 25 picks? So, <laughs> Salmon is spitting. I like it. I'm, I mean, I, listen, like, I, I think the idea of Christian Wood, of moving Christian Wood, makes a lot of sense, right? I yeah. 100% agree with that. They traded him at the last possible minute because they know they're about to take on a big man at the top of the draft. Yeah. Right? They know they're going to lose some leverage when they take on that big man, and there's no playing time to be had for Christian Wood. His numbers are going to drop, and you can't trade him. I get it. You had to do it. You had to do it. Did you have to do it now? Could you have done it earlier? That's my that's my that's my question for them. I just uh-huh. think this I the posturing was just out of hand. And I agree that they should have done it earlier. Like I, I I firmly I was on like I was adamant that they needed to try and make, move Christian Wood at the deadline. Was there a deal out there? And that's the part that, like, it's tough because, you know, we don't know what some of these, like, behind-closed-door meetings look like. We don't know if they actually had an offer or two on the table for a first-round draft pick like this. Or, again, whether maybe they did have an offer for a late first like this deal, but they had to also take back some dead money or some bad money, a long-term contract to make it happen financially. It's a lot easier to make these moves happen in the offseason when you can absorb, right, Four extra contracts, right? A four for one trade is That's how true. this Maverick so we're not, trade we're not works. Crunching for roster numbers, right? You can take on an excessive amount and just cut them when you need to. And midseason, you would have had to waive X number of players to make this this exact transaction work. So mm-hmm. from the Mavericks perspective, right, they're trading none of their actual rotation players, and they're getting back a guy who's going to be a starting player for them next Which year. Which is a steal. It's a steal for the Mavericks, right. but they couldn't have done this trade during the season, right? It would have been impossible. I think they could have because here's the thing. Who on their roster, other than Jalen Green, is a must-keep? Like, I, I cannot, like, 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 so we, wouldn't let, even put, we wouldn't put Alpine in that category Can you name just yet. four players that they could have waived? Sorry, three players that they could have waived. They sh- I mean, here's the thing. They could have sent back Dacia Nix for a better draft pick. That's fair. Oh, that's Touché. fair. Touche. Okay. Touche. Good point. But, but then like you can say that, yeah. are we the team that values him the highest in the sense? You know what I'm I mean? I'm sorry? Like, maybe we're the team that values him the highest. I mean, we don't know exactly what they're thinking in regards to how other teams value a Dacian Knicks. I see the value, as you know, he played su- he played super well for RGV, but we're just not sure exactly how other teams might have viewed him in the sense of what they could have used with him. You well, know? and you're one hundred percent right. You, what you said earlier about how the market squeezed the Rockets. There was not a market for Christian Wood, there wasn't. right? Especially after uh, the Sacramento Kings trade. That was the one team that could have used a center. Yeah. Right? Yes. And after, absolutely. Af- right. And after that trade, there was not a demand for him anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? So I sympathize with that. Still, I just, I can't, I, the, the idea that they, this return, I, I don't know how you look at it and look at it anything other than kind of disappointing. It's on the lower end of what I would have expected they would return. Right? And I'm not even a Christian Wood guy. And I just, he's talented enough to warrant more than this. But when you when you also look at what Christian would ultimately cost the Rockets when they first acquired him, it, it cost the Rockets a mid tier first round draft pick. That's it. And Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza. Like yeah. and, and so don't forget Jackson. Don't day, you forget Trevor Ariza. 
I'm so sorry for disrespecting the legend Trevor Ariza. My bad. I mean, but I, I see here, here's why I don't like that logic. Because think about this. You could easily say the same thing. Think about what James Harden cost the Rockets. And then think about the if they had taken on an underwhelming package, you could make that same argument then. Well, think about what James Harden cost the Rockets. He only cost them one first-round pick and, like, a bunch of young players. Yep. So, like, that logic has a ceiling. And I don't, I don't, I just don't think you can take it very far. Even with Christian Wood, who's only. You're listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Been acquired two years ago, right? With James Harden, there's like a seven, eight year span. So maybe you, it's not a fair metaphor. But I, I do think this idea of, oh, we, t- we only gave up this for that player. Well, yeah, you only gave up that, that for that player. But then that player produced for you. At Y, right? So you got to go get Y value. I don't know, okay. uh, but we don't. We probably spent too much t- time on this. It's just I like was a- actually going to be like, yeah, we're going to have to move. We're going to have to move. This is great. This is like a. This is like, some, like not, not, I'm not comparing y'all to any means, but like it's almost like those uh like undisputed. Like when you guys are just kind of going back and forth, and, and then whoever whoever's that Molly, like, right, we have to move on. We have to move on. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on. One, one last uh, question before we uh, go ahead and close this out here. But look. Draft nights this Thursday with so much excitement going around the city of Houston within the team of the Houston Rockets, especially. Um, all reports are leaning towards Bancaro. My thought process on this is everyone loves Bancaro. I like Bancaro too. I'm a Jabari guy. But I think overall, the idea of holding on to that hope, it's not like it's not set in stone. People are ready to coordinate him. I'm not ready to coordinate him because it's not set in stone. We're the number three overall pick. Anything can happen in that top two. Why are Rockets fans stressed about this decision, by the way? No, You're going to no, get an awesome basketball player. Thank you. Chet Holmgren, Paolo Boncaro, Jabari Smith. You're going to get an awesome basketball player. Stop the bickering. Like, stop it. You're going to get an, a really good basketball player that's going to be foundational to your rebuild. It's just weird. Why are you guys arguing about like the I, difference between yeah. these two players, about these three players, when you're gonna, they're all objectively very good prospects, and you're going to get... Someone that is foundational in your—I I, I don't know. It's just it, when I, I, I see this, and I, I'm not even on Twitter that often. But when I am on Twitter, I do ha- I do see the bickering, and it doesn't make any sense to me because you landed right in the draft where you needed to be, and the decision is out of your hand, anyways. So why are That's you? Well, that, that was my whole mindset too. Is that it was always like, I've I've done enough research on all three where I'm like I can see where all three can make an impact in a positive manner on the team. Everyone has their preference, but I think no matter what, the fact that you land, people tend to forget that you landed in that top three, you got there. And I, th- and I think overall, whoever we get is going to be a net positive for the team. But Jackson, what about you? Well, it, it, what it comes down to, right, and the, the reason you're seeing some fans, you know, with the bickering and whatnot is partially right, because each one has their own preference, right? Like, I've been very adamant that I think Jabari Smith Jr. is, is the number one guy, the number one prospect in this draft. That said, as soon as the Rockets landed at number three, I largely formulated the opinion, yeah, he's probably out of reach of the Rockets. They're, they're in the fortuitous position of they're just going to get whoever's left out of the big three at the top of the draft. That said, you start getting fans who become kind of emotionally attached, attached or invested in a specific prospect. In this case, a lot, you know, often Paolo Bancaro at number three. And you see even in the past couple of days with some, you know, reporting coming out that OKC might not be you know, completely locked in on Chet Holmgren that they're still considering Paolo Bancaro at number two. And so all these Rockets fans who have committed themselves to the idea of Paolo Bancaro in a Rockets jersey, getting up jumpers at Toyota Center, playing alongside Jalen Green, they're going to be distraught if Paolo Bancaro isn't drafted by the Houston Rockets because they've committed so much time and energy towards, oh, this is what he's going to look like. This is how he's going to play again, you know, alongside Jalen Green and KPJ. This is what he's going to look like you know, on the Rockets team and how great is it going to, is it going to be that we're going to get this guy? I, I completely agree with you. Whoever the Rockets get at number three, whether it's somehow Jabari, whether it's Chet or whether it's Paolo, they're getting an incredible player who is going to be a foundation. It's out of your hand. You can't control it. Like you're number yeah. it's not three. the number one. It's not but, the like, number one overall pick. Like last year, you could argue, you know, you could make your cases for Jalen Green or uh, my guy, Evan Mobley. Sorry. Evan Mobley. The name escapes me, and I was an Evan Mobley guy. Yeah, you could make your cases for both players, right? And you'd have a legitimate argument, and the Rockets would have to look at the Rockets would have to look at cases for both players yeah. and make their decision. Whereas the Rockets can, like, it's out of their hands. Like, they, they're not making any decision. It's they're just taking whoever is left over, 
And part, part of that is the boredom leading up to the draft. I'm going to throw that out there, too. It's sure. just like there's only so much to discuss going up to the draft. And at some point, you just want to discuss something. So we're I, discussing the absolutely. difference between the top prospects. There you GM, go. You I'll, say what, I'll say yeah, this. I'll say this. I did see a big board the other day that had Jabari Smith Jr. at number four and, and Jaden Ivey at number three. Whoa, whose oh, big board was hold, this? Hold on. Let me finish this. And I was like, man, I wish I could be that brave because – Man, I kind of my heart, my gut wants to do that. I want to do that. I like Jaden Ivey. I love Jaden Ivey. I like Jaden Ivey. Like my guttural reaction, like my like the inner basketball fan in me. When I watch Jaden Ivey play basketball, I'm like, this guy's absolutely gonna be one of the three best players from this draft, 100. percent But for some reason, I overthink things and I look at what other people are saying. I'm like, okay, fine. I guess Jabari Smith deserves to be in that top three. I'm I'm actually different. I'm actually different from you. I think he's third. Uh, the third best prospect, and I, uh-huh. I think he's kind of robotic. But like, here's the thing, I think he is such a good three point shooter, where like he could, right now, arguably be one of the greatest three point shooting prospects of all time, of all time. Like he is that good of a shooter. This so, man knows ball. So that's why, that's why I left it alone. That's why I'm not pushing towards that. But if if think about this, I'll ask you. I'll pose this question to you. If Jabari Smith Jr. was like 3% worse from three-point range, is he still a top three prospect? Like just 3%. So going from 42% to 39. 39, Like still very good, just not all-time great. Not elite in the sense. Yeah. I mean, 39% is elite, though. It's just not – like when you get above 40, you're talking all-time great. Yeah. Right? So when – if he was just three percent, three percentage points lower, like does does that drastically change the order of the draft? I mean, I think so. Yeah, it would. It would. I, I'd still have him probably top five. You'd be top five, given top five uh, given maybe- everything else he brings to the table, the defense, yeah. the size, like, and and if you're talking, you know, again, thirty nine percent instead of forty two, I th- I still think he's he'd be a consensus top five selection at that point. Absolutely. And that's what makes this conversation interesting at number two. Uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who actually do have to make a choice between the two players. Like, you can't say that about Chet Holmgren. If he's 3% worse from three, I'm still taking him in the top three, right? Mm. You can't say that about Paulo Banquero because his ball handling is so good. I'm willing to risk it, right? He's the one guy where if you drop his three-point percentage just a little bit, it drastically changes how we view them as a prospect. I don't know. I, that was yeah, just, no, no, I totally I'm speaking off saying, the top yeah. of the dome. I don't yeah, mean yeah. to hijack your podcast. I recognize I've been talking a lot. Yeah. But like, you <laughs> it's know. Okay. No, no, it's fine. You're good, no, you're fine. good, you're good. It's all good, it's all good. Well, you know what, boys, we're going to take this moment right now. We're going to go ahead and wrap up right here. Jackson. Oh, we're wrapping up? Yeah, we got to wrap up. Oh, I wanted up. to talk it's about time. this belt over here, man, because it's like I was staring at this beauty for like legit you know the what? entire you know time what? I was sitting there. You know what, Salman? I'll make you a deal. I'll bring it on Thursday. Huh? I'll bring it on Thursday. You'll bring it on Thursday? I'll bring it on Thursday. Okay, great. What are we doing on Thursday? Yes. Uh, can you plug it? I'm not good at this stuff. <laughs> this Thursday, we're going to be teaming up with Red Nation Hoops and Salman Ali and Apollo at, Apollo stu- uh, at their studios at HQ. And we're going to be hosting a live draft show. And you're not only going to get to listen, you're going to get to see our wonderful uh, faces in the process. And it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be myself, the GM. Salman's going to be there. Taylor's going to be there as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be on Twitch, YouTube, uh, live we'll streams. We'll bring a Jackson uh, stand-in. You know, we'll put we'll put up we'll put we'll put up we'll put up. We'll 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 my plug up. We'll, we'll We're going to be live. drop by the studio. You're more than invited. <laughs> Ruin my plug. I was trying to get this. Sorry, plug sorry. Out. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. So you can follow us on Twitch and YouTube as well, and we're looking forward to having y'all. But there's so much going to be great coverage uh, that Thursday. We're just excited to get that, pump that out for y'all. Some state of mind, Red Nation hoops, team up one time for that live stream show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Salman Ali, one time, thank you so much. Got to meet you for the first time here, and it was such a great experience getting to meet you. Jackson, friend of the summit, close friend of the summit, always welcome here. We appreciate y'all one time. Thank you. I had fun. The summit. The summit for life.